Welcome to Ideas, Ideas While High podcast, where we share creative aha idea moments from entrepreneurs who are successfully navigating the business world and give you practical steps to help bring your great idea to life. I'm your host, Mary Latrice. Let's chop it up. In episode six, we meet one of my favorite serial entrepreneurs, Eric Lee Usher. He is the founder of Hercules, a digital marketing company focused on delivering lasting results. I'm excited to share this new episode with you guys. I've always respected Eric's tenacious work ethic and ability to diversify his income. He's been an invaluable resource and supportive friend for years. He gives a lot of great advice, and I'm sure all of my fellow entrepreneurs will agree. Okay, guys, today I'm joined by Eric Lee Usher, founder of Hercules, a digital marketing agency that offers expert marketing solutions to help you find new customers. Welcome to Ideas, Eric. I'm so excited to have you on. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I am well, thank you. So if you're familiar with ideas, um, we don't just discuss ideas on any type of plant medicine, but also if you're spiritually high, we want to hear what you got going on. So what was your first, if any, experience with plant medicine? Mm, I mean, probably traditional for everybody in high school, of course, is so readily available when you're younger. Mm -hmm. That was probably my first experience. And it was funny because I was such a good boy that I I went to the extreme to hide the fact that I was getting high. (sighs) And I remember I was driving through a neighborhood and I purposely kind of like try to find like a a house that had a lot of bushes just in case (laughs) somebody drove by me. So I just can just, it was weird. I I don't know why hindsight be 2020. I would have just said, screw it. But I I was afraid (laughs) that fear was built in me growing up. Mm. So when I finally decided to smoke for the first time, that fear was still there. And honestly, it's still prevalent to this day, but I just don't care. Really? Yeah. So was it like a fear, like I'm going to go to jail or? The initial fear was shame that people are going to judge me because, oh, Hmm. he's high. That means he's not productive or he gets high because, you know, it's just all the negative stigmas associated Ridiculous stereotypes. Mm -hmm. It's it's insane, right? And then, then now the fear, of course, is you know, cops are just going to find any excuse to lock us up. So let me just try to stay clear, even though when you go to L.A., it's just like, hey, hey, one one for you, one for you. Right. In due time, I'm hopeful for this year, federal uh, legalization. Absolutely. Somebody just sent me an article on that. All right. Cool. (laughs) Hiding in bushes. Um, (laughs) so please share your story behind Hercules. What were you doing right before you had the idea, you know, your aha moment and what you did immediately during? First, let me, uh, say congratulations on, like, I'm impressed. It took me about three months to pronounce Hercules the correct way. (laughs) Cause you know, I have a little dyslexia with my my spelling. So I'm like Hercules. (laughs) So <laughs> I finally was able to get it, but you nailed it. I've actually never heard somebody nail it like that. So that's <laughs> that's a good job on that. But no, Hercules is kind of one of those companies that got set up because of the need. I've been doing marketing for about 15 years um, consistently, but over the course of the years, I mean, of course, we started with, you know, promotion, doing regular college parties. And from that, you kind of learn a lot of skills, a lot of people's skills, kind of see what people are interested in, then started from the design, then the project management side of it. And then I've kind of just played every single role as it relates to marketing. And I've been doing it full time independently, probably for about a good 10 years now. 
Mm. But I've been entrepreneurship over 20 years, marketing over 15 years. But Hercules came about, and this is going to be very good for my Black brothers and sisters, or actually my minority brothers and sisters, is I started the company to get my MBE certification, which is the Minority Business Enterprise. And it's also connected to the NMSDC, which is an organization that is solely focused on helping minorities procure corporate contracts. Mm-hmm. So at the time, my mentor and I were discussing some contracts that were happening at the Atlanta airport and some uh, hotels and casinos and so just a whole bunch of different business. Mm-hmm. And it was advantageous for me to um, start up another LLC and get the certification attached to it. And that's kind of how Hercules uh, birthed. But uh, other than that, it was operating under several other companies uh, that I started off. I, you know how a lot of entrepreneurs know you, if you're really in the game, you've probably flipped about five to seven LLCs uh, before <laughs> you, you landed on the one that actually is making you money. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how it, it started off as uh, the need to set up my MBE. Got it. So it kind of evolved to what it is today. Okay. Correct. 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 How did you come on the name? How did you decide the name? My mentor, actually, he helped me out with it because it's one of those things where I always say from a marketing perspective, the, the name is always important mm-hmm. because a lot of times you want your name to mirror your product or service. That just makes it a lot easier for people to recognize you for branding unless you have kind of the marketing expertise to start from scratch. Hercules was just one of those names that we knew was going to be comfortable for government contracts. If I'm being honest with you, just being mm-hmm. raw, it was like, this is a name that's going to be comfortable on government contracts. Mm-hmm. So the name has no real association to the branding of it. It's, it was just a solid name that was available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So would you consider yourself a serial entrepreneur? Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, I started really young from, you know, the traditional mowing lawns, knocking on doors, selling donuts for DECA. I got my first entry to entrepreneurship in the big leagues um, in college. Um, I was mm-hmm. around 20 and I became an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. And I grew that. That was right around during the Medicare, Medicare Part C. That was a, a big uh, a big time for insurance agents. Anybody that been insurance around that time knows about that, those contracts. <laughs> It was very rewarding for a lot of people. And I was able to kind of jump in and increase sales. And I ended up becoming a broker over my own agency in Texas and Mm -hmm. kind of scaled from that. And that was kind of like my first big win Mm -hmm. and also my biggest loss because, you know, we were hedging our bets. And, you know, when things are going good, you double down on the money. You're like, you know what, I'm making this. Let's go ahead and let's double up and let's put this money up. Mm. Try to catch that will. As mm-hmm. opposed to staying consistent. One thing I learned from that is consistency is, is way more important than trying to chase Moby Get Dick. there fast, yeah. Yeah, we all know how that story ended. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, what are you doing these days to keep your spirits up, to keep your vibes high? How are you oh my gosh. Especially with what, what's going on. <laughs> what, what is oh going my on? What happened yesterday at the Capitol? Oh yes. My gosh. I mean, if you want to touch on that, feel free. Oh, no. I'm not, We're living not in history I, I, right I, I, now. I don't, I don't, I don't, we are. This is very historical, but I don't even want to give, give it no energy. Negativity. I feel it. Yeah. I feel not it. I would say the best thing that I do is I maintain a routine. That's kind of helped me out a lot is have a strong morning routine and then have a strong nightly routine. So mm-hmm. I meditate every morning. Mm-hmm. I work out. 
I try to kind of just organize my thoughts. Like I just bought a big whiteboard that is in my home office that now I got to kind of just do a data dump. But the key is just uh, create a routine. I just create a routine for myself. And I can honestly say meditation really helps a lot because whenever I feel uneasy, or I feel kind of just out of the vortex. I just jump into my meditation. Guys, this is the theme. I'm telling you, meditation, it helps. And there's different forms of meditation. People sometimes think, you know, you're just sitting there trying to quiet your mind. I mean, you can meditate while you're exercising. You can meditate mm-hmm. while you're taking a walk, just anything to these. I've been trying transcendental meditation. Love it. So there's nice. different options. Um, so as a business owner, what's one thing you've learned so far? I know I'm sure you have so much advice, but what from a foundational standpoint, you know, I'm a, a creative. I have this idea. What should I do first? It's funny when you said that, oh, you have so many advice to give. The first thing that popped up when you said that is know that you don't know the answer. Mm. As an entrepreneur, you're guessing. That's kind of the whole magic of entrepreneurship is, is mm. you really don't know the answer. Because if you knew the answer, that means somebody gave it to you and you're probably working for them to fulfill you know, their conclusion. But as an entrepreneur, if you constantly stay in the state of, I just don't know, but I'm going to find out, or I'm testing this theory, I'm going to explore this. I know this industry, I know this product, but I don't know if it's going to work. I mean, you may have the best idea ever. You may you have those high ideas where you're like, yo, bro, this is going to work. This is going to be like, yo, I'm telling you, son, yo, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I got an, like, you know, <laughs> everybody had that moment. And then if you just step back and say, you know what, I don't know if this is going to change the world, but let me, let me find out. Mm-hmm. That's the entrepreneur, that curiosity. Let me find out. So stay curious is probably the best thing I learned. Cause whenever I figured out, like I knew it, mm-hmm. or I, I, I just, oh, this is a sure shot. It never worked out. What advice would you give for people who might have or feel some type of discouragement about their entrepreneurship journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> it's funny. I had a rant one day about one of my friends. They, they were just, I forgot the conversation, how it kind of led, but it, I just got inspired. And I just said, well, you're not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And they got offended at first. They're like, what do you mean? I'm not an entrepreneur. I am. I have my own business. I'm making money. I was like, no, 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 you're not an entrepreneur. The goal was to kind of get them energized because the reality situation is If obstacles and setback taps you out, then you're not an entrepreneur. If you get discouraged by the day-to-days, like, because every day is going to be something. There's going to be a fire to put out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If that just affects you negatively where you're almost kind of suicidal and you get a lot of anxiety and you just teary out and it's just so emotional, then, you know, I say you're not an entrepreneur. And I say you're not an entrepreneur to challenge your thought process to think, you know what, why is he saying I'm not an entrepreneur? I can go through this. I can overcome this adversity. Because at the end of the day, you're going to fail. That's the thing that's inevitable in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You're going to fail. The moment you accept that and you're able to kind of get through those pitfalls, then, you know, when you have a bad day, you just chalk it up to, that's what entrepreneurship is. Because a bad day to a worker is getting called into the office and being chewed out by your boss and telling them, you know, how you messed up this deal. Like, you know, you you just ruined us a million dollars. You just lost us a million dollars. And you're going to have to eat that because, you know, that's your boss and your boss just telling you what you did wrong. But what's going to happen is you're going to go back to your desk and you're going to get back to work and you're going to make sure you close that second account. You need to have that same psychology for your own business. When you Mm -hmm. have those bad days, you're the boss chewing yourself out. Mm Mm-hmm. Pick yourself back up, 
and close another account. Absolutely. And you got to look at failure. Like you have to look, have a perspective on failure. I mean, some failures are there lessons learned. I like, contrast. There's a lesson to be learned. So just learn that lesson, get through it and try not to make the same mistake again. I love failure now. <laughs> right. It's actually one of those weird things where I'm training myself to get out of the habit of accepting failure. That mm. failure is, it's not final. No. Yeah, if you're falling forward, that means you're ahead. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. So how has your vision or mission evolved um, since you started Hercules? If so, in what way? So initially when we launched Hercules or when I launched Hercules, it was to do a joint venture partnership with a merchant processing company to acquire a lot of airport concession accounts because there's a void in minorities participating in the airport space. So That turned out to be an uphill battle because there's a lot of politics involved with that. And there's a lot of things required to just jump in like that. One of the biggest lessons I learned from kind of just jumping into that is assuming that because I have my certification and because I start a business or because I have the reputation and the history that I'll be able to close these large accounts that have no idea who I am. I can be the biggest fish in my small pond. And the moment I jump in that ocean, they're like, who are you? I kind of had to reinvent my brand and reposition myself Mm -hmm. so that when I sit in front of these major corporations and these decision makers, they look at me from a a level of an asset as opposed to just, you know, somebody that's just trying to pitch me. Mm -hmm. So that kind of shifted because once I realized that, I was like, okay, wait a minute now that this isn't the right direction. I need to go ahead and pivot back to my wheelhouse because the strategy was to acquire the processing while also providing marketing. So I was trying to kill two birds with one stone. And has that served, I'm assuming it served you well thus far, that shift? On the private side, not on the on the airport concession side. We couldn't close any of those contracts. Those were ah, the anxiety nights of those contracts pending. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad because that would have took me down a completely different path than, mm-hmm. than what I am. So, And you're on your right path. Whatever you're doing right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, exactly. And I love it. <laughs> cool. Okay. And, and my quote came back to me. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. So there a lot of go. people, they want to make sure you get it right the very first time. You don't want to fail. Look, just push forward. Just take the baby steps, take the chunks and learn as you go along. But don't be discouraged and just not do anything, for sure. Agreed. Anything real can be threatened. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So at what moment did you realize you were walking in your purpose? And I pose this question for everyone. But for you, I want to also ask, when did you realize, all right, I can't work for anybody else. I got to be my So I kind of had an advantage Mm -hmm. because I never had the consciousness only because I was raised to kind of become an entrepreneur. Mm. It was kind of forced on me. I I remember when I was young, I had to do book reports, success books. One of my first books was Success for Dummies by Zig Ziglar. And that Mm. was in the seventh grade. And then every month after that, I had to read a new book because that's actually how I I learned English, (laughs) by reading motivational books. Got it. It's one of those things where that's all I knew. Mm which kind of hurt me Hmm. later on in life because 
I didn't know anything else. I just knew entrepreneurship. I just knew the success stories. I just knew how to be successful based off the books. But then when I jumped out there and I attempted it, failure was right around the corner, ready to smack me in the face. And no one ever told me I was going to fail. And that was kind of the biggest reality mm. to entrepreneurship than anything. Because when, you, when you're a kid, you know, people give you a pass. But when you're adult and, you know, you got to survive on your own. Yeah. There's no pass given. So it's kind of, I've always known. So to answer your question, I've always known because that's all I was taught. Mm-hmm. And I figured I stepped in my purpose. I can honestly tell you, oh, well, I'm 30. So three years ago, mm-hmm. I remember because it's the Jesus year, the 33. I'm 36 now. But that's when I realized when I stopped and I looked around and I said, oh, shoot, I'm actually doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. Wow. And it's crazy because as an entrepreneur, if you're moving, you're not going to know, you're not going to really notice your progress because you're just focused on the goal still. You're like, you have a goal in mind and because you didn't hit that goal, you're still going, but you could be so far ahead that you didn't even stop to look at where you were to really give yourself a pat on the back. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs discredit themselves by doing that. Like we got to really stop and say, you know what? Yeah. My website we do not give ourselves enough grace. We don't. I'm the same way. I have to tell myself to talk nice to myself all the time because I'm always feeling like, oh, you're a slacker. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. And I'm like, wait, no, no, girl, you got this. You've you been doing it. it. You're doing you've it. You've been doing it. Exactly. <laughs> you've been doing it. And it feels good. Absolutely. Okay. So what advice would you give to your younger self? That's always a hard question to um <laughs> to answer. <laughs> Are you trying to figure out what time period? <laughs> exactly. Ex- ex- thank thank you. <laughs> because it really depends. Like I have a advice I can give myself yesterday. Hey, <laughs> make this trade today. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know what? I can honestly say I don't really have advice for young Eric because every mistake I made and every failure I experienced led me to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I kind of welcome um, the uncertainty. So is that okay to answer that question? No, that absolutely. Way? Absolutely. I don't want to be superficial because I would just create something just to appease your question. No, I like the honesty. Please keep honest. No, for sure. That uncertainty piece. Someone told me the other day about dan- like being able to dance in uncertainty. And that helped me when I was dealing with trying not to project negative thoughts into the future. If you just live in the now, be here now, you know, you're consistently dancing that with that uncertainty because, you know, no second, no minute is promised. So very hard to do, (laughs) but it's very important to do it. Absolutely. So what do you want your legacy to be? So I want to establish the legacy for my close family and friends. One thing that I've always said, and it's just something that just made sense to me, it always made sense to me, is in order for me to continue a legacy, then I need to create something that survives me and that will continue on with or without me. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that by establishing a trust that has certain rules associated with it mm-hmm. that Anybody that wants to be a beneficiary of that trust, that's close family, of course, insurable interest, they have to get a life insurance policy and the trust has to be the beneficiary. And it's going to be established to the point where everybody from, you know, me all the way until my niece and nephews, and I pray to have children in the future, they will always have that 
cushion to just kind of create their wildest dreams because there's going to be rules associated with that. I love that. It's like, hey, you can only withdraw the interest. You have to keep the principal in. And then every time, you know, a generation passes, that life insurance gets redeposited into the trust. I hope y'all taking notes. It just makes it bigger. (laughs) That's been my legacy strategy. That's what I'm working on. And I can say that 2020 is when I actually officially started the paperwork and got everything good. That's amazing. Like I said before, I hope you guys were taking notes. Um, These are gems. (laughs) And I will be looking into that as well. Is there anything new and exciting you want us to know about? Anything new and exciting? With any of your businesses. Now, we only touched on one of his businesses. Oh, yes. Guys. So, yes. Anything you want us to know? Yes. I want everybody to really, really, really take mental health seriously. Hmm. So... My future wife and I, my co-founder, Kayla Haynes, we started this app called Just Checking In. And it evolved over 2020 because of all the crazy things that were taking place. First, it was an emergency app to kind of make sure that, you know, anybody that's suffering from COVID, if they pass out and nobody replies or checks in on them, that the emergency contacts get alerted. And as we kind of grew it, we're realizing that the Just Checking In aspect is more important for mental health more than anything. And like just today, I had one of my fraternity brothers call me and say, hey, man, I'm just I'm just calling, just checking in on you. And, you know, he just came back from vacation and it's out of the blue. And in the middle of my day, he didn't know what I was going through. But I just kind of got into an argument with one of my employees. And it was just one of those, oh, wow, that really felt good. And it kind of recalibrated my day. So it's an app called Just Checking In. Everybody try us out. 14 day free trial. But it's an app that keeps you connected to your family and friends. And every day it just sends you a alert saying, hey, just checking in with a positive affirmation. And if you check in, then, you know, you're good. But if you don't check in, then your emergency contacts are going to be alerted. And then they end up texting you saying, hey, are you okay? And since I've used it with my mom, her and I, we, we tend to communicate a lot more because of that. So it's on iOS, it's on Android, just checking in. That's kind of the biggest thing. I really want us to start paying attention to mental health because I know in our community it's taboo, but we really need to start normalizing mental health because it's real and it's okay. Absolutely. I love that. Now you said you added an affirmation. When I first heard about it, when you first spoke to me about it, did it always have the affirmation? No. At first it was just, hi, just checking in. Please check into the app because the whole Uh purpose of it was to make sure that people are checking in on a daily basis. You know, we have aunties, we got grandmas and a lot of times, you know, they're not on social media like that. You know, like the seeing citizen market, the baby boomers. Oh my God. Like they stay at home by themselves. They don't communicate. Nothing. They don't, they they don't communicate for like three to five days. They don't have any communication with anybody. And imagine if you just give you, Hey grandma, go ahead and download this app. So every day I could check in on you and she feels good. But yeah, we added the affirmation because you know, we want people to feel good when they check in and we want people to know that other people care. I need to get my grandmother to download that. Thanks for reminding me. Okay. Yes. Perfect. 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 So how can everyone reach you? You can follow me on Instagram, Eric Lee Usher. That's probably the best way to see what I'm doing. I tend to do all my major updates there. And you um, have but a I'm link not, tree I'm not as to active. everything, right? Yes, I have a link. Tree. Yeah, I have a link tree to everything. But right now I'm starting to post more on Profites, which is the social network for fraternities and sororities. I'm posting on that more so than Instagram because I need us. Hey, if you're Greek, if you're mm-hmm. part of D9, I need you to download the app called Profites. P-R-O-P-H-Y-T-E-S. It's funny because I realized that a lot of Greeks don't know how to spell profites. Um, really? <laughs> yo, I, but listen, I'm guilty too. 
Because initially I was like, I had to like create a song in my head because that's just, I'm just really bad at spelling. But a lot of Greeks don't know how to spell profites. You should do just a profite spell challenge one day. Just like any Greek you talk to, just say, hey, spell profites and see what, <laughs> what they come up with. It's very funny to do. But yeah, everybody download the app. It's going to really help us uh, network and build our economic power. When we saw what we did with this election, we see what we can do, what we did in Georgia. I mean, we are so strong and united. And Profites is a platform exclusively for us to build our network and communicate and, and, and build our community. Awesome. And all this information will be in the show notes as well and links to everything. Thank you so much. Thank you for dropping well, thank in. You. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. I really appreciate it. I, I love this. I love this. I, I can't wait to start hearing what uh, everyone else has to offer. I love learning. Absolutely. Thank you. Hold on. Before you go, what, what book are you reading? I am currently reading. Let's see what's in my book. The, the 2021. I'm still finishing. So I'm Change Me Prayers. I'm just finishing up this Tasha Silver um, Change Me Prayers book. Um. <laughs> what recommendations do you have? Oh, my. There's so many books out there. It depends on where you are in life. I, yeah. I have a recommendation. Read Pledging for Success. It's a phenomenal book that if you're just starting off in business and you want to kind of have an idea of how to step out on your own and really jump into your purpose, purchase Pledging for Success. It's on Amazon. And um, it will take you through the journey from the inception of the thought all the way to the success and kind of give you some kind of simulated uh, exercises. Okay, awesome. I remember the last one you recommended to me was go... Fuck yourself or unfuck yourself? What unfuck yourself. Unfuck yourself, yes. Yes. For the therapy, for the people that's dealing with a lot of um, emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. That would be a book for that. Okay, awesome. Cool. My 2021 book is Cut to the Chase by, <laughs> by Stuart Levine. Because I'm trying to condense my thoughts. Because I realize I babble a lot. I'm trying to have like one or two sentence responses. What? No, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's more so for business than personal. Personal, I can ramble all day, but for business, I want to cut to the chase. But I mean, it's a okay. it's a good book so far. It's okay, really, it's, I get it. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. How, how to protect your time because our time is very important. And we got to really treat it. We tend to give our time freely, assuming that we're learning something. Mm. But uh, no, your time is all you have. That's the most expensive commodity. I need to do a better job at managing mine as well. So that's my goals for 20, 2021 for sure. Let's be great. (laughs) All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm beyond grateful for the opportunity to share these inspirational stories with you. If you are enjoying the podcast, please support, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Let me know your thoughts. Also share it with anyone you think could use a dose of inspiration. Last but not least, please follow me on social media. You can find me at high on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Stay high, stay creative, people.
The Last Prisoner Project is a nonprofit coalition of cannabis industry leaders, executives, and artists dedicated to bringing restorative justice to the cannabis industry. We here at Hideas wholeheartedly support their values and believe that anyone profiting from the legal cannabis industry has a moral imperative to work towards restorative justice. No one, I repeat, no one should be in jail suffering from the war on drugs, which disproportionately impacts communities of color. Want to get involved? Here are some ways. Follow them on social media, subscribe to their newsletter, volunteer, donate, or join the letter writing program. Please find links to their page in the show notes.